Today's reading is Acts 18. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he found a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius had ordered all the Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to visit them, and he stayed and worked with them because they were tent makers by trade, just as he was. Every Sabbath he reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks alike. And when Silas and Timothy came down from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself fully to the word, testifying to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. But when they opposed and insulted him, he shook out his garment and told them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent of it. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. So Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titus Justus, a worshiper of God. Crispus, the synagogue leader, and his whole household believed in the Lord. And many of the Corinthians who heard the message believed and were baptized. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent, for I am with you, and no one will lay a hand on you, because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed for a year and a half, teaching the word of God among the Corinthians. While Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews coordinated an attack on Paul and brought him before the judgment seat. This man is persuading the people to worship God in ways contrary to the law, they said. But just as Paul was about to speak, Gallio told the Jews, If this matter involved a wrongdoing or vicious crime, O Jews, it would be reasonable for me to hear your complaint. But since it is a dispute about words and names and your own law, settle it yourselves. I refuse to be a judge of such things. And he drove them away from the judgment seat. At this, the crowd seized Sosthenes, the synagogue leader, and beat him in front of the judgment seat. But none of this was of concern to Gallio. Paul remained in Corinth for quite some time before saying goodbye to the brothers. He had his head shaved in Centria to keep a vow he had made, and then he sailed for Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. When they reached Ephesus, Paul parted ways with Priscilla and Aquila. He himself went into the synagogue there and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay for a while longer, he declined. But as he left, he said, I will come back to you if God is willing. And he set sail from Ephesus. When Paul had landed in Caesarea, he went up and greeted the church at Jerusalem. Then he went down to Antioch. After Paul had spent some time in Antioch, he traveled from place to place throughout the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent man, well-versed in the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord and was fervent in spirit. He spoke and taught accurately about Jesus, though he only knew the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him in and explained to him the way of God more accurately. When Apollos resolved to cross over to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and rode to the disciples there to welcome him. On his arrival, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed, for he powerfully refuted the Jews in public debate, proving from the scripture that Jesus is the Christ. This is God's word. In this chapter, Paul met a couple, Aquila and Priscilla, who would become his friends and ministry associates. Verse 3 tells us that in addition to having Christ in common, they also had a living in common by making tents just as Paul did when he needed money. That work allowed Paul to travel and give the gospel anywhere without asking anyone for money. However, earning a living that way meant spending less time preaching the gospel. 
In verse 5, Luke dropped this into the story. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching. Now, why would he do that? Why would he work part-time with Priscilla and Aquila until Silas and Timothy showed up and then stop making tents altogether and start preaching the gospel exclusively? Well, the answer is found in Philippians chapter 4, verses 15 and 16, which says, Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. 2 Corinthians 11.9 conveys the same information. So here in Acts chapter 18, verse 5, Luke alludes to this financial support that the Philippians sent him by saying that Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching. Their financial contribution, the Philippians' financial contribution, that is, made it possible for Paul and his team to concentrate on giving the gospel instead of splitting time between giving the gospel and earning a living. Because of this passage, missionaries who provide for themselves by doing secular work on the mission field are sometimes called tent makers. There are some good reasons to do tent making, but in most cases, the gospel advances better when God's servants give it our full attention. That happens when God's people give faithfully and generously to his work. So let me close this meditation by saying to you and everyone who tithes to your church, thank you. Your faithful giving allows me to make my living for my family and funds other staff members and expenses. The same is true for missionaries that the church supports. Their work is funded by our giving. But if you're not giving, or if you're giving very little, please understand how important financial support is to the church. Then reprioritize your finances to support God's work. Scripture promises eternal rewards for those who give to God's work. So make it part of your discipleship to fund the Lord's work. Just another note, starting with our next devotional, we'll take a break from Acts again and turn to reading First and Second Thessalonians. I hope you have a great day. God bless you. See you next time.